Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. This is episode 130. My name is Jeff. Let me introduce you to our Hope crew tonight. We've got DW, my great trusty co-host, the guy that... Just figures out how the numbers all line up in life and really how things just fit together so well in Dave's world. How you doing, man? Good. I, I hope those numbers don't go past 10 because I have trouble after 10. I do, too. Yeah. I can't handle much higher. I only got 10 days. fingers. Got to put them together that way. So, it, you know. To use your toes? You know, I've never been really good at that. I kind of I kind of got to use my fingers and then I can, you know. Go from there. I got two ears and that kind of stuff, but I don't use my toes. Tara Kay is with us tonight, too. Hey. It's good to have you back, Tara. Thanks. What's happening in your world? Lots of great things happen in my world. We're, um, if you haven't heard the show or haven't heard an episode where I'm on the show, I work with a nonprofit organization called Damascus Road, and we help victims of human trafficking and also do prevention education in the Fox Valley and greater Wisconsin and United States. I've been working with some students at Oshkosh North High School, and it's been really neat to see these students take what I've been teaching them and apply it to community projects. So um, we had a community project that they did last Saturday, and they're going to be doing another one in Oshkosh. So if you're free, uh, Wednesday, May 25th, uh, come out to Fratello's. It's now called Fox River Brewery. But anyone who comes there um, and mentions that you're there with Damascus Road, and 15% of the proceeds will go to Damascus Road and help us in the work that we do helping victims of human trafficking. Yeah, that's awesome. And tonight, this show is centered around conversations that save lives. And so the conversation we have tonight, our hope is for you to have great conversations, meaningful conversations this week with the people in your life, whether you're a leader or maybe you're a teacher, maybe you're somebody who is just working a nine to five, maybe you're a dreamer, someone who is out there blazing their own trail, entrepreneur, and, and or just a student, someone who's trying to figure out where they're going next in life. That's kind of our conversation tonight is what happens when things start to change. This is May and a lot of people are thinking about, okay, summer vacation, summer break, there's just, this is a season of change for some people. So we want to kind of navigate through some of that change. We talked about Peter last week on the show. If you missed that, you can check out the podcast. But Dave, tonight, especially in the midst of graduation season, there's college graduation happening soon. You'll have high school graduation parties happening pretty soon. So there's kind of this transition that we're kind of going through in May. And so there are some people that are like, man, I'm just ready to be done with this season of my life. And I think it's important that we open the dialogue and just kind of admit that's a reality and yet still understand that we still have some time to go and how do we make the most of that time yeah you know what there's changes that take place all the time and and certainly some changes are good i mean when you're um when you have a toothache you're looking forward to the day when you don't have one and that's a good yep that's a good thing <laughs> yes it is you know or other things i mean you may have some other ailment and you're looking forward to the day when that gets healed up or you know some some changes made some people that are single look forward to the day they're married and some that are 
um, married, look forward to the day where they stay married, and I mean, that kind of thing. So, I mean, there's something always to look forward to. However, I find, too, that sometimes the future is kind of an escapism for people because they're, they're dreaming about something that really isn't going to help them. Uh, in other words, um, they're looking to the future and they're thinking, well, life in the future is going to be so much better that I can't enjoy now. Now stinks. Hmm. And, and so now becomes a burden because they're just looking forward to the future. And I'm thinking, man, you're missing out like a whole bunch of stuff right now because you're just looking forward. And you can't take advantage of, of what the opportunities are in front of you or the good stuff or the, you know, learn from the bad stuff right now. Because all you're doing is saying, well, this will end and I'm in a kind of comatose state until it ends and then I'm going to really start something. Yeah, that's not really a good thing. I, I find those who finish strong, start strong. I would encourage people, you need to finish strong so that you can start strong. Otherwise, what happens is you look at the situation now. Let's say you're going to school now. And you're going, I just got to go sit in that desk for the next X amount of days. Right. I just got to sit there and exist. I would suggest that you look at your opportunities that you have now. What can you do now that you won't be able to do later? Do it now and finish strong. When you start something new, you'll be able to start strong because you start getting in habits. And that's something you got to think about. These habits just carry over, believe it or not. Yeah. Sometimes I think we get caught up in the end as like a means to exist. And I think what tends to happen is that's all you focus on. But the reality is you have to be able to look further beyond the distance and to be able to see what's beyond that mark. Sure, graduation is a milestone. We've talked about this before. I know in recent years we've talked about graduation. So this is kind of one of those themes that tends to come up. But I think it, it involves more than just graduation. But how do we how do we actually apply this overall in our life when we're ready for a season to change and maybe we're about to enter in a new season? How do we finish strong? How do we persevere through it? How do we go through this when it seems like this could be something that, you know, it's just kind of a, I need to pass this time along. Yeah. That's, that's easy to fall into that pattern yeah. and uh, it can be a temptation of ours if we're not careful. Yeah, Years ago, um, I realized that I was always looking forward to my day off and I was always looking forward to vacation, so much so that I could not look forward to work. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is work became this drudgery that filled my time, most of my time. So most of my time was drudgery looking forward to this other time. And and the other time then became, I was so crabby on those other days. It's like, this is my day off, leave me alone, you know, kind of thing. I need my time, you know, I mean, that kind of thing, That where I became miserable on my time off even. Because I was guarding it from my time that I was working. And then vacation time, it would take you three or four days to recover from what you were doing before you could enjoy vacation. The vacation was over and you're back at doing what you're doing, looking forward to vacation. So it became a weird cycle. But what I ended up doing was realizing this is nuts. I decided with my wife that, you know what, if we go on vacation, we're going to go on one because we want one, not because we need one. And I'm going to change how I live every day so that I can enjoy this day. And that if I do choose to go on a vacation, I can enjoy that vacation. If I do choose to take off, I can enjoy that day off. Rather than always dreading the moment and looking forward to something, it may or may not even be better at that particular time. So I guess my suggestion would be look at today and see what you can do and enjoy this day. And if you're always looking for that time off and you're always looking for that vacation and you're living for those moments, I'm not saying you can't look forward to those days. I'm just saying if, if you're living for those moments, 
man, you are going to be a pain to work with and, and you're not even going to learn anything and where you are today is going to be nothing but but a trial for you and you're going to wonder how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you get out of it by making this day the most it should be rather than a drudgery. It's so easy to fall into that, Dave. And I think tonight it makes sense to talk about grad gifts that we never knew that we needed in life. And I'm going to explain that tonight later as we go on the show. All these different things. There are a few different things that some people think graduation gifts. Well, it could be a new car or... Mm-hmm money or a laptop or like you got dave an ipad pro i mean there's just different things that we think of right on. that we would normally get for a graduation gift gifts are something that obviously um somebody wants to give to us to express something it isn't something by the way you earn if you earned it it's not a gift yeah it's something that somebody gives you out of the goodness of their heart to say i'm happy for you and i want to help you and i want to encourage you in the future one of the mind frames right away is if you do get a gift for graduation, be thankful. Don't put yourself in a position where you think you deserve anything. The truth of the matter is is that there are people that are genuinely excited that, that you went through your education, you're successful at it. They want you to be successful in the future, and they want to express that somehow. And part of that is just being truly grateful to those people for being a part of your life and wanting to express and experience the joy with you. I think one of the things that's missing a little bit, Jeff and, and Tara, I, I'm not sure, but it, it seems like today when things are given to people, they kind of feel like they deserve them. Mm. I'll mention something that irritates me, and I'm just, you know, don't get mad at me, but like, and I don't go to showers, but there's a lot of showers that happen when people get married. And, and most of the time now, they want people to address their own envelopes so that they don't have to do that and this kind of thing. And I'm thinking, you want me to write my own letter too? <laughs> I mean, I, I can do all that. The truth of the matter is we give gifts to people so that we could help them because we love them because we want to be a part of their life. I would suggest if you get a gift this year that you're actually somewhat and genuinely thankful to those people and you express it somehow. I would totally agree with that. And I think it's important that we talk about the gifts that you never really knew that you needed. It's not just laptops. It's not just electronics or a new car, but it could possibly be a new tie. So we're going to talk about this on HopeNet Radio tonight. Join us on the conversation. We're on the tweet back right now. Hang out with us on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. And this conversation is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio, where conversations save lives. Jeff, DW, Tara K., your host tonight here on the show. We're talking about the grad gifts that you never knew that you needed. So if you've already graduated, you might be able to relate to some of these things. And you're thinking back to that moment where... You had your graduation party, and some people came, and they gave you gifts, and some of them were like, okay, that's money. I can use that. And then it's like, okay, socks. Okay. Uh, and then it was like, oh, this sweater that doesn't quite fit. It's like two sizes too big or, or something. Like, maybe I'll grow into it one day because I'm going to be an adult now that I've graduated. And so we're like moving into new seasons in our life. And for some of you who are preparing for it, you're like putting down your wish list and like coming up with this registry for graduation gifts. And, and so now you're going shopping at stores for like things that you hope that people will get you for your graduation party besides money. If they really wanted to give you something that was applicable, like a vacuum or, you know, like a, a fancy broom or maybe a, a garbage receptacle for your new dorm room. I don't know, but it's one of those deals where this is that time of year when we're thinking about 
the next season, what's coming up. And I kind of threw out the idea of a tie. One of the gifts that I think would be valuable as a young man who's graduating either high school or, or even college is just a new tie. And not like you need to start doing these cliche things, but for me it was like there came a point where graduation was kind of a, a reinstatement of saying, you know, Jeff, you need to take yourself a little bit more seriously. And not that you have to dress up everywhere you go. No, don't get me wrong there. It's just you have to learn how to, as we like to call it, adult. Right. To actually let go of the former self in some way. Sure. I mean, we've all made mistakes. Sure. We've all, you know, we always have areas that we want to improve on. But something like a tie would would be like a symbol that says, hey, you need to take yourself a little bit more seriously once in a while. Yeah. You know? That's true. I think it's a symbolic gift of, of, yeah, now you're adulting. I mean, if you think about if you're going to be graduating high school or college, you know, there's so many different routines that you go through in your life that you're just used to having a routine there, especially if you're in high school, you have your classes scheduled for you, or even if you're in college, you know, you still have somewhat of a schedule. Maybe you have some time off in between classes in the mornings um, or in the afternoons, but it's still a schedule. You still have your summer off. And so now you're going to be stepping into a new season where you're, you're not going to have that same type of schedule or, you know, maybe things aren't, you don't have just a job laying right in front of you. So that might be a good gift for somebody out there. If you own a, own a business or, or just for any adult to a young person to be a mentor, to give them advice about what's coming next. If you own a business, offer internships. My uh, mom always told me growing up that um, she wished every major required an internship mm. because the things that you learn practically in an internship are just so valuable. I mean, if you think about going through a graduation ceremony, that can be somewhat daunting. I mean, when you're done, hey, you're graduated. So that's awesome. But for some of you, you might be thinking, well, I come to class every day. I sit in the same desk every day. I do what's required of me. Then I go through the ceremony and I have this piece of paper that says, I know what I'm doing now. Welcome to the real world. And then the next day, it's like, what do I do now? Where do I find a job? What do I do next? And so I think it's really valuable if you don't have someone in your life, go seek out someone who um, is in the field that you're interested in or somebody who could be a mentor to you. Or if you didn't have an internship, look for that because that's going to teach you practical skills that really help you if you're still unsure about what you're going to do next um, to help you decide what you want to do or what you maybe don't want to do. Yeah, I would give them a tie, but I would put a check in it. I would, you know, in the, <laughs> the little part of the tie, I would stuff a check in there. And, and I would have it so that I could cancel it after a while because if they don't use that tie and they don't see that check eventually, Ooh. like it's gone. That's interesting. It, it, would, it would be like a, a very interesting gift. But, you know, you, you were talking about future. I mean, give them a tie, change them. When, I remember when I went to college, one of the most profound things that our RA said to us was, this isn't summer camp college. You know, I mean, when you're getting out of high school, you're graduating from there and, and you've been to camps, you know, and you, you're in that, that, style where you're living with other people and having a ball and you don't really have homework you don't have an agenda you're out there and, and then you go to college you think that's what it is for a while it isn't it's totally different and when you leave college and you go into the workforce this isn't college anymore yeah you know i mean it's not like i mean you're going to get graded for sure but you're not going to get graded in a way where you can manipulate it with a paper and figure out what the professor wants you're going to get graded on your productivity and whether you know what you're talking about mm -hmm. And so, so those are the things. I tell you, the greatest gift I think for me it, it would be that if somebody who was in my field and they were older people, if they give me a couple hours of their time where I could just sit and talk to them about what they learned and what they would do differently and, and what they would suggest for me and just sit there and listen to these people who have already been around the block. Maybe they're retired already or whatever it might be. And, and, and I tell you, if you're an older person, 
you, you can give a note to somebody and say, I'd love to give you the gift of my time. I would love to sit with you and share with you what I've understood and what I've learned and how I've grown and what I would encourage you to do. And that could be a wonderful gift. Uh, some of the young people listening are probably thinking, that's not going to help me buy a car. <laughs> right. No, it, it, it's going to help you be successful in life. And really, the, the car thing will happen and other things will happen. Um, but what you need to understand are the things in life that are important. And the greatest gift, if you look at the greatest gifts in life, the first and foremost is the one God gave us in his son, Jesus Christ. And, and that greatest gift was something that repaired a relationship. And the greatest gifts in life are those that keep you understanding how to have good relationships. And when you work, you're going to have a relationship with people, bosses, customers, whoever you work with, you're going to have relationships. And in life, if your relationships are messed up, your family, your personal life, whatever it might be, you don't really ever get successful in the world because you're all messed up and that's taken all your time and your emotional energy. So I would suggest, you know, the greatest gift is healthy relationships. And and I would hope that those in your life, those older people would come along your side during this time and give you a big hug and talk to you about what they could do to be a part of your future to help you be successful and that you'd allow that to happen and you'd be actually interested in that. Yeah, I love that. The, the idea of a mentor, you know, someone that's aside from your family, I think for some parents who are listening tonight, this is a difficult thing to navigate through this graduation season because in a way it's like they're still, you know, maybe it's your son or your daughter graduating high school and, and so you feel like they're just getting into adulthood, but there's still going to be some of that overlap, some of that awkward period of, well, there's still a kid in my house. Like it, it's not quite transitioned to being an adult. So how do we navigate this? And some parents do it well and some don't. And so having that mentor, having somebody to bounce stuff off of is super important. So if you're listening to this and you're not graduating by any stretch of the imagination, but you know someone that is graduating and you maybe just have this inclination where it's like, you know, maybe I need to be mentoring someone, this next generation, who can I mentor? Look at this next class that's graduating, or maybe someone who is right now in college, they're graduating in a couple of years, and they're kind of under your, you can take them under your wing. These are opportunities that I think yeah. we need to look for as people who could be mentors, someone that right. could plug into somebody, because it's, we're asking the same questions. You got to remember when you were younger, I know, and you know, even as I'm in my 30s now, I still need you, Dave to kind of set me straight on some things because there are some times where I get it thinking or it's about my, about me and, and my personality or my giftings and my special abilities and, and I'm special or something. And, and you just remind me that it's like, you know, this world's going to go on without you. So regardless of what you perceive life is about right now, it may not yeah. be that. You, you know, what's important to understand is that someone in my age bracket and yours, we're about 30 years apart, probably or, or close to that. But the difference isn't smartness. The difference is experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and what, what's interesting is I can give away my experience like a gift. I can give that away or I can just keep it. And what you need to do if you want to be one who gains the gift of experience from somebody else is you need to be willing to position yourself to accept that, that gift. And, and so I, I would suggest that those people who are a little bit older, that they, they think about how they can give the gift of experience to that next generation. And if you're somebody graduating, et cetera, think about how can I encourage and how can I be a part of taking a gift of experience from somebody? And then it, it will actually propel you in your careers and in your family and in your life, hopefully. All right. When we come back, I want to talk about why the one of the best gifts you can get as a graduate that you never really knew that you needed 
would be a checkbook log. We're going to talk about this when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Chat with the live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com, especially if the future has been overwhelming to you and you're just looking for someone who is just going to maybe just be there to listen to you, process through what decisions you have to make. Tonight, we're talking about some grad gifts that you never knew that you needed and yet you were so thankful maybe you've gotten some of these gifts, maybe you've received these gifts in your life. And, and so you're like, yeah, this is, you know, I could have used maybe time with a mentor more than I did that car that I got. Uh, one of my graduation gifts from high school was my grandparents sold me their car for a really low price. So I had a, a transportation to college after I graduated. So that was kind of a neat thing. And yeah, they didn't just give me a car, but they made a reasonable offer for a kid who had like pretty much no money. <laughs> <laughs> in high school and, and just heading off to college himself in the fall. It was like, yeah, you know, that was just a needed gift. No, you know, for us tonight, and we're talking about some of the things that we just didn't really know that we needed, but yet in the long run, they made a w- more worthwhile investment into our life than we ever knew at the time. And Tara, one of the ideas you had about this list of grad gifts that you never knew you needed was a checkbook log. So yeah. like money to you, yeah. not just cash, but like, how to handle money was an important thing looking back on your life. Yeah. I mean, that's a very, probably the most common graduation gift is money, which is good. That's always needed. But I think financial education, so not, I mean, a checkbook registry, but symbolic of just financial education is something that I know I lacked when I graduated. And I think that my, my dad was the one in my family who was all about budgeting. And I think he tried to to tell me or hint here or there, you know, he said, take two years and do it at, uh, get your schooling at, um, a local community college and then go to, you know, finish the rest of your degree at a four year university. But I just wanted to get up and go to college and move out of the state. And now looking back, I don't know if I would have made, would have made smarter decisions. I don't know if that so would have been right for me at that time, but now having to pay off student loans, I look back and say, I wish I was more educated about, I didn't know how interest rates worked. I didn't know really what the total amount of my loans really look like. And this is how much you need to make in order to pay off this loan in this amount of time. And because it was just something that, you know, I think my parents had both had student loans when they were in college. So I just thought everybody just does that. Everybody just has that. And mm-hmm. I had no idea what that really meant, what that really looked like. So uh, I know now I listen to, uh, I like listening to Dave Ramsey, but there's lots of great financial uh, educators that are out there and that can, you can find information about that and learn about interest rates. And, and I know too, when you step into the career world, let's say you do get a job and in, in, in a career that you really love and you start getting things like benefits and 401k and learning about how to invest your money. I mean, I had no idea about any of that. So I think a lot of people when they're young, if they don't know what those things are all about, they lose opportunities to maybe um, save as much as they can for retirement or make wise decisions about their money. Or maybe that's more money than they've ever had now they're working a career job, they're getting more income, and maybe don't make as wise decisions about it because they're not prepared for that. Yeah, and you see this affecting people that come from, especially, I mean, all walks of life, but 
you know, when we talk about college, when we talk about some of these things, there's some that are listening to it. They're like, I can't even afford college. I can't even afford to think about college because it's, it's such a, it's a high investment for one thing. And so if you've grown up your whole life, you know, living with a lot of the have nots, like, you know, you just fall in that bracket where it's like, you just see people around you, they get new shoes every single month, you know, they get every, everything new all the time. And the reality is there's a lot of people today that are just faced with that financial reality that I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get from this month to next month. And the same thing with college too. And and yet we're so willing to, I think Dave, one of the things you talk about is kind of how this generation from your perspective tends to enjoy the gratification of things and not really know how to take the responsibility on to get there. Yeah. And I, and I think too, if, if people are listening and they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm in that I'm consistently in the have nots, you know, maybe I lack education. Maybe I lack the essential skills. For one reason or another, poverty is a big deal. And I think it's something that should be discussed. And I also think it's important that if you're a young person that's listening, I don't think you're defined by a number. I don't think that it's it's based on a number that's in your checkbook. This is kind of a side note from the whole idea of checkbook registry as being a good graduation gift. Yeah. But you are graduating to have this tool at your fingertips can help you to make some decisions now that could set your future up for much more success than yeah. if you just kind of let money go as it were and you know you get a paycheck and then you just spend it yep. today tomorrow on something that may or may not be frivolous yeah. i mean that's that's a skill that's needed for every generation yeah you know I, I think that there's so many things that are considered must haves that we're in trouble like, just let me ask you guys uh, your cell phone do you have one yes yeah i do what's it cost per month you don't want to know i i do <laughs> Uh, between my wife and I, it's about 130 yep. bucks, 140 bucks okay. a month. Um, do you have a cable television? No, I can say that with confidence. If you did, what would that cost? If I had it, that would easily be at least 70 bucks a month. Okay, if not more. Um, fast food restaurants go out to eat a lot. Ooh, twice a month for us, maybe. Starbucks, 20 bucks for my family. Let's say let's say you went to Starbucks every day. Oof, ouch! That's, that's not uncommon. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I don't, but I, don't. I mean, I know people. Yeah, so so what? Five bucks? You drop it five times a week, maybe. I know it adds up, right? Right. That's twenty five uh, a, a week, and that'd be a hundred bucks a month. Okay, let, let's just look at that. Just those three habits is three hundred dollars a month, right there. So before you before you do anything, you got three hundred dollars a month right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, for some people, that's a half an apartment right there. Yeah. You know, as far as living expenses. Now, you start adding other stuff in there. I'm talking about, we don't even have, really, we just put Starbucks in there. When, like, when I'll take a, a, some young people and we'll stop somewhere, I don't know, uh, some fast food restaurant, not, not necessarily McDonald's, but something Holders. like that. I go in there and I will buy, like, a single sandwich and, and get a water. And they're getting a you know happy meal or whatever it is, and and you know my bill comes to you know three dollars, theirs comes to seven, and I just look at them and think you really need seven bucks worth. Of, I mean, the interesting thing is is that somewhere along the line you got to realize that you have to manage your assets, and you need to be able to manage them. There's several ways. I mean, this program I'm going to so many ways of doing. It. There's there's just the wisdom of managing your assets, but there, there's also the idea of having God as your father and him giving you what you need and him owning all the assets and you're just a steward of them. So you're looking how to use them well. And and so there's a lot of aspects you can go into. And, and that's why I agree with you guys. You, you really should talk to somebody who is older 
And I wouldn't even say talk to somebody who has a lot of money. Yeah. Talk to somebody who's poor and, and has been successful yep. because they've learned how to manage. Mm-hmm. They've learned how to manage their resources. Yep. And um, I, I think, you know, you, your generation is growing up in a nation that does not know how to discipline itself. I mean, we, they don't know how to discipline. They, they spend more money than we take yep. in. There are some people out there that the debt is, I forget how many trillions, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, 16 trillion, 20 trillion, whatever. But but some people believe that actually the debt is so big. If you ever did anything in accounting, you realize you can hide columns and do things and make it look whatever you want yeah. it to look. That the, the debt is so big that it could actually be over $600,000 per person in the United States. Now, I'm telling you something. It, that will not work. If that's the case, the United States is going to have some trouble down the road. And personally, you can't do that either. You can't be in a position where you spend more than you take in. And if you, there's my gift to you if you're young. Don't spend more money than you take in. And in order to do that, you got to curb your feelings, mm-hmm. your desires. And, you, and I would not spend money if I didn't have a plan. Yeah. So you need to sit down with somebody who, who knows how to plan, help them help you plan, and let that be their gift to you. And that would be a tremendous gift for you for the future. You would do much better in the future if you would use your money in the context of a plan than just use your money as you feel like it because you think you can do it. And I would add up some of these peripherals that you do. I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying you add them up. You start adding a car to this, a car payment, and if you added fast food restaurant to this, you can easily be over the price of a payment for a condo. Oh, yeah. And you still don't have anywhere to live. So I, I would just manage your assets well, and I would get somebody in your life that really could help you do that. Absolutely. There's some really great tools out there, and we've included some of those in our show notes tonight at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. If you miss any part of this conversation tonight, you can download the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Visit HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and whatever service you use, if it's iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show and maybe some comments, topics you'd like to hear from us that we we could talk about on the show. We would love to hear from you. Of course, we read those reviews and we'd love to hear your feedback on the show. You can connect with us anytime on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB and that's on Twitter or you can always email us at hope at hopenet360.com. Tonight our conversation has been around grad gifts that you never really knew that you needed. And some of it may seem obvious. I don't know if anyone's thought about getting a tie. I don't know if that's really something that Terry, you'd be really, you know, intrigued by getting a tie. But for us guys, if someone were to give me a tie, it'd be kind of like at first, it would kind of throw me off. Like, really? You could just, you know, give me the money. But in the long run, what that communicates is Jeff, you're now an adult. Now you are stepping into this new season of life, this new phase of life. So, you need to take yourself a little bit more seriously. You don't have to lose your sense of humor. You don't have to really, you know, change a whole lot. You can be yourself. You can be comfortable in your own skin, but just know that people are going to be expecting you to be an adult. And so what you need to do is put on your adult clothes and do some adulting in your life that nobody else can do for you. 
You know, nobody can go and do an interview for you. Nobody can put out a resume for you. Nobody can sign a check for you. I mean, what if it's a bow tie? I, you know, I think maybe Tara could get away with a bow tie. Bow ties. Yeah. I could see her in a bow tie. Hey, it used to be popular when I was in fifth grade. Ties for yeah. girls were popular. I wore them. Yeah. And a hat. A bow tie? No, a tie. They had ties huh. for girls. Oh, yeah. In the 90s. I bought a shirt the other day, and in the catalog, it had these ties with it, the long ties. And it came, and mine came with a bow tie. And I thought, what in the world am I going to do with this? <laughs> I just wondered. I, I mean, I'm sure there's bow tie wearers out there, but I'm telling you, if I'm interviewing you and talking to you and you're wearing a bow tie, I'm chuckling. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why you're wearing a bow tie. Well, so I'm not sure what they're for. Hey, dress to impress. Come on. Yeah, but see, here's, here's the deal I run into is I, I'm not a messy eater. But there are some times when I'm eating messy foods that something just drips down the center of my shirt. And it's like, if I'm wearing a tie, it's like, great, now I have to find another tie, you know? Oh, no, man. If you're a child of the 60s, your shirt's all different colors and it won't matter. Oh, I forgot about that. I need to yeah. I need to visit Dave's closet. Yeah, man. <laughs> find something in there to... In the late 60s, early 70s, man, I wore I wore paisley bell-bottoms with a bright blue shirt. Oh, you still have them? I wouldn't give just No, and those paisley bell-bottoms, they were, they were orange and brownish and bluish, and then I wore a blue shirt. You put a pair of sunglasses and, and, and a little long hair parted down the middle, and you look funky. Yeah, because if you still had that, I would probably call you a hoarder. Yeah, just well, being honest, I, would, I don't have it. I, I do have my letter sweater, though. That's worth wow. keeping. High school. That's worth keeping. Yeah, yeah, it's a memento. I do have that. How can you put a price on that? You can't even sell that at someone's resale shop for much. Yeah, they don't have vintage clothes like that anymore at resale shops. That's right, man. I still got it, and I use it for dressing stupid once in a while, but I still have it. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of interesting we talk about adulting, and I think for everyone, I think that kind of seems like most people are, most people think... Oh, I got to be an adult now. Like, we're not really excited about it. Like, it's a negative thing. But we, you know, we were talking about finances before. And sometimes finances can be a downer, it seems like, to talk about that. If you're, not, some people are really energized by finances. I am not. But as I've gotten more educated about it, I think sometimes we're afraid of the things that we don't know or aren't strengths for us. So for me, managing and budgeting uh, my finances wasn't a strength of mine and I lacked a lot of education about it. So I just didn't do it. I just kind of put it off because I don't know, I just thought it would happen. And that I made some bad decisions because of that. So I've been listening now to more programs. I listened to, I've been listening to Dave Ramsey. And one of the things he always talks about is how you actually have the power to tell your money where to go. And while we're talking about adulting, and sometimes that seems kind of like a bummer, it can be a very powerful thing, you know, mm-hmm. to have a job, to be making decent money, and now you have the power to tell your money where to go and make it work for you. And if you don't think about how you're spending it before you spend it, that is your money working you. But if you get your paycheck and you plan out where everything is going to go, it's powerful to be an adult, to be able to have that opportunity to earn an income, to provide for yourself. And it can be a very exciting thing when you're able to manage it properly and you've planned it out and you've thought it out. I think we run into the problem of, oh, I got to be an adult now. When we think about all the things that maybe the changes that we have to, that, that have to take place. Like Dave was talking about earlier, when you think about going to work every day is, oh, well, now this is my work day and I finally get to have my day off. When you think about it that way, then it does seem like adulting is kind of a, a bummer. But when you think about it in the way that Dave was talking about is every day, really enjoying the moment, what you're doing every day, and then you know, getting a paycheck for what you do and then making decisions about how you're going to use that money. Mm. That is a very powerful and, and exciting thing. One of the things that we talk about on the show is how 
one of the strategies this world uses is to numb the pain of it. We've been talking about a checkbook log. And one of the things the checkbook log does, you know, in some ways it almost takes away from the actual cash in pocket. So let's say you have $1 in your wallet and you have to go to the store and you realize the item you want is a dollar and 25 cents and you only have a dollar. You have the sting of, man, I don't have 25 more cents. And when you use a checkbook, when you balance your checkbook, as it were, I don't know if people still balance their checkbook these days. I've heard both some do and then some younger generation that absolutely have no idea what's in their bank account. But a checkbook log will help you feel that sting of when the numbers don't line up, when you're in a negative or positive to know what reality is. And now with today, with so much of our our whole culture being based around this idea of credit, you remove a lot of sting when you could just swipe something yeah, and you don't have that sting of like, I don't have it. I can spend, then I can spend $20 and 97 cents instead of, you know, the $13 and 22 cents that I should have spent. You like credit cards? Do you have credit cards? Dave, I have it. I don't know how you live without them these days. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I don't spend more than my limit. We, my wife and I do have a dollar amount. We have a budget every month. And so there are just some things we do on there because you get some points back or whatever. I mean, there's some, some stuff, but if I could do it without it, oh, I love I love credit cards. I mean, the only reason I love them is because I don't ever. My wife actually budgets and does the money in our house, and she never gives me any money. So <laughs> you don't get an allowance. I, no, I don't. I don't get an allowance. So so when I do something, it's on credit card, and the reason it's it's good for me is because then there's a record of it, yeah, a specific sure. record. I like that too. that that she can use. So that's really important to keep a record, and and how, no matter what you're doing. Um, I would always suggest you get receipts yep. for things and, and get the records and make sure the records are kept. If you can't, if, if a credit card, if, if you're using a credit card and you're going over your limit and you're in, don't tear the thing up, get rid of it. There are some people that cannot use a credit card mm-hmm. and, and you shouldn't. But there are some others like myself. I've had a credit card since college and I haven't gone into debt once. I mean, every month it's paid and that kind of thing. I don't use it to buy things I can't afford. I use it to buy things that are in the plan. Mm-hmm. And, and that way I know that I can afford them. And that's really important to see. You know, the other thing, my generation, you know, I've never used an ATM in my life. I don't even know how to use them or what they are. No. Wow. I, and my goal now is I never want to use one. I want to die never <laughs> using one. So I, I, Resist. I, it just shows you the, the difference in cultures. I mean, I, if I don't have cash, I don't care. I'll pull out my credit card and pay for it. And I know I have a plan and I know it can be backed up. You know, it's, it's like I, I don't need the ATM for anything. No. As far as I know, unless I come up with a reason why I need one. Well, sometimes if you're so, some places that you're, I don't know, needing to pay cash for something that they don't take credit card, then it's nice. You can go to yeah. the ATM and get cash if you need it. I don't think I've ever been at a place where I needed to buy anything. <laughs> yeah, True. I guess. I mean, if they said it's cash only, I would just leave and say, okay, that's fine. All right. I, I don't need to buy anything. <laughs> hey, the reality, the real part of this this point of having a, a checkbook log is that it also helps you be intentional in where you're investing yourself. Where are you investing your money? Dave Ramsey talks about it. A lot of really great, what I would say are great mentors in the financial field will tell you that your money is not simply an asset that is something that is burning a hole in your pocket. It's actually a tool that can be invested. Your life is meant to be invested. So how are we investing our time? How are we investing our talent? How are we investing our treasure? These are important questions to consider. So getting that checkbook log is asking the question, how am I investing 
my life? That's the big question for that. And we're going to continue this conversation when we come back here on the show. Connect with us right now on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. This conversation will continue on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Check out HopeNet360.com. we got some information there about the Claim Your Campus campaign that's going on, praying for your campus, whether it's your school, maybe it's your college, your high school, middle school. This is something that I think every young person should check out and be a part of. It's the Claim Your Campus movement. And even though it's the end of the school year, it does not mean you stop praying for your school and your campus in your community. So check out HopeNet360.com on that and find out more about Claim Your Campus. Jeff, DW, and Tara K with you tonight here on HopeNet Radio. And we've been talking about gifts that you never really knew that you needed at graduation. And we've been talking about things like a tie. Um, socks, I think, are okay. Dave, I liked your idea about a tie with some money stuffed in you know, the little like tie pouch thing. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant because if you don't wear the tie... Eventually, you know, you're just going to, you know, cancel the check and then they miss out on it could be a That's gift that true. keeps on giving, you know? Yeah, make it a real big check. That'd be that'd be funny. Yeah. Yeah, because well, I mean, cuz it costs you money to cancel the check, oh, but yeah. <laughs> a million dollars. Put a million dollars in the tie. Oh my, is that funds available? No, today? but I mean, it would be kind of fun if somebody did yeah. and they put it in a tie and and if the person never wore the tie. You you know why do you wear a tie anyway? Cuz I'm talking as a guy who hates ties. I mean, I hate ties. Oh, I know. I, mean, I work. I work in a camp. I mean, I hate ties. But you wear ties not for yourself. You wear them for other people. Yeah. You wear them to show respect. Right. And and so that's something that you got to realize. A lot of times when you dress, you shouldn't be dressing for yourself. So people looking go, "Wow, look at that person." That's not what you're doing. You're distracting. Then you're not. You're not dressing for success. You're distracting, and that's not successful. Hmm. What you want to do is dress in a way that honors the people around you. And and so if you're going to, into an environment where they're all wearing suits and ties, you wear a suit and a tie. If you're going to an environment where they're all wearing T-shirts and 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 uh, you know cutoffs, you that's what you wear. But you're not doing something to just draw attention to yourself in that manner. Mm. And that's why you should have a tie because you're going to be in those situations where you need to go show respect right. um, to those groups. When I go speak, that's what I ask. I ask them what what is what is everybody wearing, and so that I can I can fit in there and be a part of that group. Yeah. What if they say Paisley bell bottoms? I got them, man. I'll have to go get them, but maybe I can find some outdoor adventure place that has them or something. I'm not sure. But. All right. Well, I think the last one that we're going to be able to cover tonight here on the show is the gift of honesty and honest perspective. Today, it's so easy, and especially at grad parties, people are going to tell you a million different things. They're going to tell you, oh, man, you were always so smart. I always enjoyed having you in class. I always enjoyed this about you. You know, I remember this memory and then you have like the scrapbook that's full of all these happy memories of you as a kid and you playing sports and you getting tackled by your older brother or, you know, like all these different memories that are supposedly positive ones. And yet you still need, and I think it's almost absent in a lot of our lives that we don't hear the honesty, the honest feedback, the honest assessment of where I'm really at. It takes a lot of guts. Let me just say it takes a lot of guts to actually ask somebody for their honest feedback on something. And sometimes people offer their honest wisdom without being asked for it, and that could be a negative too. But I think we have to have the courage, and one of the things that we have to understand is we have to accept that gift of honesty when someone that we know 
that we trust, that we know loves us and cares about us, comes to us and says, you know what, Jeff, I think, you know, this is a, a good time for you to take a step forward in this area of your life. And maybe I can help you with that. Maybe I can't help you with that, but this is what I'm seeing. And I want to just tell you somehow that I see this in you. I see that you have such great potential and there's this that's kind of holding you back. Or there's this that I think you need to do this a little bit better and then you'd be great at what you're going to do in your life. And Dave, I don't know if that rings any any memories to you or brings up any ideas, but I know for me, I've always had someone in my life that even though I didn't always want it, somebody was there that was willing to come alongside me and say, Jeff, you know, dude, you're doing a great job. Here's what I'm seeing. Maybe you're seeing the same thing. Can we talk about this? Can we, just give me some honest feedback. That's yeah. that's something that I've just found to be so valuable in my life. Yeah. Honesty is really rare today because of the political correctness craziness that goes on. And we seem, you know, whatever you feel like, whatever you are, you, you seem to have to be right. I get to talk to the other side of this a lot. I, in other words, if you're trying to get a job, I get to talk to the guys who are trying to hire you. And I hear their candid thoughts because... I talk to them a lot. I enjoy talking to them. And that's one of the questions I love asking business people is when you get an interview, what, how do you differentiate between who you're going to hire? Because the truth is they can't tell the person that because there's so many labor laws and things. In other words, if you come in and, and you have a, a, a big tattoo somewhere, you, you know, you just have one. And that's not against the law. It'd be wrong probably for someone not to hire for it. But if a guy is sitting there and, and he knows that he's going to be, you're going to be a salesperson, you're going to be out on the floor with a certain clientele and this clientele doesn't care for those tattoos, he's not hiring you. He'll come up or she'll come up with another reason why you're not going to be hired. But the reason is that that, the big tattoo that you have, I mean, they're just not going to do it. Now, you know, they don't care in the NFL. They don't care in other places. And, and that's, and you might say, I really don't care. Then I don't want to work there. That's fine. But you need to hear that actually people are making assessments based on things that often they can't tell you about. And I would be looking for people to try and be honest with me when I talk to them. Another thing, if you come into an interview or something and, and you're talking about as if this place needs you to operate, you're probably not going to get hired. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't need you. Right. What they're looking for is giving you an opportunity to excel and giving you, if you come in and you just got a degree, so you come in saying, well, if I owned your company, I would do this, 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 and this, get ready not to get hired. Because really, experience is another school. It's a whole different school. And and what you've done in your, your formal training in school is begin your training and experience will finish it. And, and there's somebody out in the field out there that's saying, you know what, I know this is what you learned and I know you know an awful lot and we do want you to have that for a base. But here's what we've learned about the industry, and you need to listen to them in that sense. And hopefully, as you were saying, Jeff, you'll have people in your life who will help you in that way and be honest with you. And I would encourage both ends, the students or the graduates, to be asking for that kind of input and the employers and and those who are in the industry to be able to be honest. I tell you what, though, the the truth is in the legal environment in which we're with, I doubt you're going to get a straight answer. No, but there are maybe people that work in like a cross industry from you. So maybe you know someone who does own a business and you would go to them and say, hey, could you sit me down for an interview? Right. And just interview me. Like if you're going to interview me for a position, it's not formal or anything. It's just, just sit me down, look at my resume and tell me, what do you see? Yep. What do you hear? Yep. And get some honest feedback that way. I mean, that would be, to me, if you can find someone, so maybe you're somebody out there that has that ability and maybe you've owned a business before, maybe you've hired people before, maybe you know, you've know you got some experience in that realm, you can sit down with a young person and they come to you and they say, hey, I got some questions. Can you help me out here? 
you know, because yes, there are a lot of fields today, a lot of industries that are very competitive. You know, I started out going to college. I was kind of exploring a few different things in the medical and science community when I first was going to college. And I never really got to the point where I went to advisors to, you know, how do I apply for this job? But I was going to school to become a pharmacist at one point. Um, I did some exploratory work in the, the field of some of the sports medicine world and physical training, physical therapy. So there was some of that that I was having some conversations. I met a few people in that realm that was kind of like, yeah, it was a little bit, it was pretty competitive. I mean, you had to have good grades and, and the program was kind of full a lot of times. So you really did have to have the grades to get in there to, to make an, a name for yourself. But at the end of the day, the degree that I would have graduated with, it wouldn't have defined who I was. And the same thing is true with, you know, when you got, we talk about guys like Dave Ramsey, you know, someone that can give you an honest perspective. One thing that Dave always yeah. says is, is you don't want to go to college and graduate with like this random degree that has really no application, no value outside of the college sphere. You know, it's got no real, real world stuff to it. Like you need to, you know, go on and get your master's and then you graduate with this much more in debt. Like it's not a bad thing to get education, but it's like, how are you investing your life? And how are you getting people around you that are going to help you to invest your life in the right way? That's something that's, I mean, you can't even put a price tag on that stuff. Like, how do you get someone that's willing to sit down with you and say, here's what I've experienced. Here's what I've seen. Uh, I'm going to be honest and say the tattoo might not help you in an interview in this realm, but it may help you in if you want to do this line of work. Or, you know, the the way that you carry yourself, the way that you talk to people, you might not be good in this industry. You may not, it may not work well for you. You might have to change how you approach people and relationships. Like maybe I can help you with that. Maybe I can't, but that's just something that I see. Those can be difficult conversations to have, especially, you know, maybe you're a parent that's been trying to have these kinds of conversations with your kids and it's just not happening. It's not breaking through. We want to help you to have those great conversations this week. And we're going to continue on this topic of honesty when we come back here on the show. Check out the show notes at hopenet360.com. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, Tara K with you on the show tonight. We've been talking about grad gifts you never knew that you needed. And it doesn't just apply to grads, but it can apply to anybody in whatever stage of life and that you're in. And tonight we've been kind of talking about, in this last part of it, we've been talking about honesty and how important it is that we have people in our life that are willing to be honest with us and that we open ourselves up to people that, again, we know we can trust, that know something, they're a little bit smarter than we are, they have some more experience, and, and we can just ask them open, candid questions about life, about what they've experienced and and where they've been, and to get someone who understands how that intersects with faith and with how God wired us and, and how he's planned for us to do some great things and, and to, to walk out of Christian faith in real life. We've used this word adulting so often in our, in our conversation tonight, and, and I guess the idea behind that is as we get older, what can tend to happen if we're not careful is we can kind of drift away from certain things. We can drift away from our foundation. Sometimes even going off to college, we decide we're going to drift away from mom and dad's rules. We're going to drift away from church. We're going to drift away from people that have been in our life for years. And we decide we're just going to go a different direction because I need to find out who I am. I need to discover who I am. And in the process, we lose those voices that were once honest with us because we're either afraid to or because we think we know a better way. 
And I'm not saying to never change or to never let go of relationships, but I think it's important that we try to do what we can to keep honest dialogue, honest conversations happening. That's why we do this show. That's why we talk on HopeNet Radio. That's why we bring up the discussions that we do is because, honestly, honesty is a rarity in our culture. Yeah, You know, Jeff, one of the things I think we have to keep in perspective is that things are not more important than relationships. Hmm. And when you're thinking in terms of gifts, oftentimes you're thinking in terms of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're not thinking in terms of relationship. You know what I found that if your relationships are really good, the things will take care of themselves. Um, in many areas. I mean, how many times, Jeff, have I talked to you about me just being with somebody, talking to somebody, and then meeting a need in the, in the process? You know, I mean, yep. they just have. Yep. Because it's a relationship. It isn't because you even asked for the need. They just, they're in your life. They know what you need. They want to help you be successful. I mean, the gift of time and the gift of loving people is, is the greatest gift. And I know it sounds rehearsed or something, but it's not. It's the, it is the greatest gift. I mean, even your life, when you bought a house, I began to scramble at my house and say, well, and what do I have more of that I can help you with? <laughs> you know, I mean, and gave you a weed trimmer, I think, I think whatever else. Give me a couch. That was, that was a couch. Gift. There you go. If you gave him a microwave, that's gone now. <laughs> yeah. Well, true, true. But here's the interesting part. It's because of the relationship. Jeff, you never asked me for any of that stuff. No, I didn't. It, it was a relationship thing. The, the stuff to me is stuff. I mean, you could look at it and go, man, I got stuff. You know, I mean, I, I, I need stuff. And, and you start focusing on it like it's the most important thing in the world. Hmm. Now, the relationships are the most important thing in the world. And, and when you have good relationships, those who love you and, and want to be a part of your life, want to help you be successful, they kind of have their ear to the ground on trying to get you things that will help you. And if they can, they take care of you. And if they can't, they love you and they continue to be a part of your life and they look for others to be a part of your life or whatever it might be. But that's a very important thing to to grasp. The gift in life, the gifts that are precious are relationships and time with people, not Mm -hmm. stuff. The stuff will take care of itself. That's so true. Just think about all the stuff that we were talking about today, a lot of different types of gifts that we wouldn't normally think of giving. Normally think of graduation gifts as being cash or something you need for the dorm room. But I think a lot of the things we've been talking about are they're really come out of relationship, just like Dave was saying, and how important it is to, you know, as these next couple weeks go by, um, as Dave said in the beginning, just to finish strong, to live in the moment and appreciate every day. I know when I was growing up and still occasionally do uh, theater, something that I really enjoy doing or, or dance. And we have a lot of rehearsals. And I, I remember, I think it was my youth pastor always saying, you know, life will be like what you rehearse it to be. Or when I'm in uh, one of my theater productions or something, we would always be in rehearsal and our director would always say, rehearse it just like you're going to do it because mm-hmm. it will come out in the way that you rehearse it. Even though there's not an audience in front of us right now, the way that you rehearse it, it will be what it will be in the actual performance night. So, you know, maybe you're getting, you're getting tired of school, you're getting ready for summer break or you're getting ready to move on to college. Keep rehearsing life and doing it well every day, every moment so that it will set you up when you get out of college or there isn't that structure. It will just happen because you've rehearsed it that way. You've done it that way and you've disciplined yourself to do it that way. Yeah, my old soccer coach used to use that phrase of practice how you play. Mm-hmm. And so it was always the understanding that you can't, you can't just take a backseat in life. And every day, you know, this is kind of my final thought is you have to, you have to appreciate every day and you have to appreciate today, not yesterday, not tomorrow. You know, it can be easy to look back. You can start to drift in your mind and start thinking about, well, 
boy, that was fun this year. I really had fun at this dance. I really had fun at this football game. Or I really had this fun. And we did this together. You know, we did this over so in our freshman year, and now I'm graduating. And you get caught up in this in the nostalgia and think, oh, my best days are behind me. And and then you get caught up in the, what's happening tomorrow. Like, what am I doing in the fall? You got people asking you. They're like, mm-hmm. so you're getting ready to graduate. What are you doing in the fall? Like, what are you doing in the summer? What are you, you know, what are you doing next week? You know, it's kind of like enjoy today find a way and like we've been talking about find a way to invest yourself in today because you still have today you're not guaranteed tomorrow i mean plans can fall through things can fall short we might not even be here tomorrow i mean the reality is that christ could come back and and so eternity could change you know our reality could change in a heartbeat there's some things that could change whether we like it or not tomorrow so all we can do is enjoy what we have right now and you know the greatest gift is still the gift of god of eternal life and being in his family and if you're confused by that please go to hopenet360.com and talk to a live coach that's where it all starts and then you can be a giver instead of just a taker and uh, that's the greatest gift because it keeps giving maybe right now is not a very comfortable time it's not a very fun season to be in Maybe it has nothing to do with school. Maybe it has everything to do with just how life has been going for you lately. I always want to encourage you. You can chat anytime with one of our live coaches at HopeNet360.com. You don't have to be in school. You don't have to be a young person. You could be someone who is just trying to figure out nearing their end of their life, trying to figure out where you go from here and maybe figuring out retirement. Our live coaches are there for retirement just like they are for graduation and everything else. We'd love to chat with you and connect with you that way because there's hope. There's always hope for today and what's happening in your life today and the most important decision you can make tonight is to actually consider whether you're a part of god's family or not and that's the reality nothing can really change yesterday nothing can change tomorrow but today your tomorrow can be different because today you've made a decision that impacts eternity and so i want to encourage you to go and chat with the live coach to figure out what that means at hopenet360.com this show can be downloaded on our podcast check out hopenet 360 dot com slash podcast all of our episodes are there and you can check out the show notes from those episodes there check out the claim your campus campaign as well there's lots of things going on around the topic of prayer a lot of things coming up we've got some events posted on our website there for all of us here on hope net radio thanks for joining us we'll see you guys online and next week bye bye